At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome aboard this Monday, National Football Show, Big Sales. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Talk about great sports. Well, the Game 7s in the NBA weren't very good, but the Game 7s in the NHL were spectacular. Some football news, obviously. The National Football League, Barrett and I were talking about this a couple days ago and how the NFL has been able just to dominate the headlines. They are the front page in today's sports world. They just totally are the front page. They dominate it with their headlines. They dominate it with their athletes. They dominate it when they have a schedule release or combines or what have you. It's amazing to see how the NFL is one of the greatest promoters of all time when it comes to their sport. Major League Baseball could take a lesson from what the National Football League does when it comes to promoting their league, their athletes. Think about this, too. If I lined up 10 of the most popular baseball guys in a mall, and then I took 10 of the most popular NFL guys and put them in a mall, people would do this. I know all the NFL guys, and those guys wear helmets. That shows you the power of the league. That shows you the power of how the NFL operates. All right. I want to start this off by doing this. Please hit the like button. G Cobb from... Fox 29 will join us in hour number two at 4.30 Eastern time. We appreciate everybody coming aboard with us. Please hit that like button. You guys now have a running streak of four consecutive months of 100 or more likes on every show that we have done. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I wanted to get it going here. And one thing that I've learned about the NBA playoffs, CP3, And James Harden are finished. They are finished. CP3, 37 years old, done. James Harden, done. Never took care of his body. And get this, the Sixers are going to have to double down on keeping James Harden. Okay? They're going to double down on keeping Harden. But those two players, if we've learned anything from the NBA playoffs, those two guys are finished. I will also ask you this. Who has been a better coach than Doc Rivers since Larry Brown in Philadelphia for the Sixers? Name me one. I'll wait. I see a lot of people don't want Doc Rivers back. Name me a coach that you think has been better than Doc Rivers since Larry Brown. 
that you've had in your building. Tell me. Is this a Doc Rivers issue or a culture issue in Philly? That's a culture issue. Doc Rivers had the greatest era in the history of Clipper basketball while he was the coach there. Sure, I understand the postseason. I get the record. I get it. But what's Doc supposed to do? And am I being an apologist for Doc here? Yeah. I think Doc Rivers should come back as a Sixer head coach. This is a culture issue. It's clearly a culture, and it starts at the top. They have made numerous mistakes. They have passed on people like Giannis Antetokounmpo. They've done all kinds of issues. Let Jimmy Butler go. That's not a Doc Rivers thing. That's a culture thing. And it starts at the top. The Sixers will get to be a good organization once they write the ship like the Eagles have done. The Eagles have a damn good culture. Now, do I question whether or not you can win a Super Bowl from the front office consistently? Yes, but they've won one. They've won one. And that culture in the building in Philadelphia with the Eagles, they saw what was going on with Carson Wentz. They saw what was going on in the corners in the cubicles with the Eagles. They cleaned it up, got rid of everybody, and started over again. They believe in a good culture. And right now, there's a lot of optimism when it comes to the Eagles going into the 2020 season and into the July training camp. Is there not? Think about this in culture. The Flyers have an awful culture right now. The Phillies are underperforming as usual. And what did I say to you about the Philadelphia Phillies starting pitching? They've never been able to develop down on the farm, and it's been a problem since Charlie Manuel. Their problem in Philadelphia with their Flyers, they don't do what the Braves do. They don't invest in pitching. They don't invest in pitching in the amateur draft. That's why you look at their bullpen and you look at their starters. The Phillies will not be good until they address that. Why do you think the Atlanta Braves, going all the way back to Smoltz and Maddox days, have always been great, no matter who the players are, whether it's Gary, Gary Pendleton or it's Fred McGriff, interchangeable pieces, but the starting pitching at bullpens in Atlanta, that's why they're always there and competitive and contending. That's why they're always in the building. Again, culture we talk here. All right, enough with that. The Eagles have the best culture of any organization in the city of Philadelphia right now. All the pro sports teams, the Eagles right now have the most optimism. All right. Can I start this out by asking a dumb question? Can I start this out by asking a dumb question? Okay. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I do this? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Xander said it. Howie Rosen is the best GM in the city as well. Okay. He's right. Howie Roseman is the best general manager of any of the professional sports teams. He's got the recent championship to prove it too. And he's rebuilding on the fly. But can I ask you a stupid question? Here we go. Ready, Jack? Jack says, go ahead. Oh, this is going to be dumb. I tweeted this out. How dumb? Trade me, Minshew. I'm going to show you how dumb. Would you entertain having Drew Brees as your quarterback in Philly? 
The bar's pretty low. Thank you very much. Would you entertain Drew Brees as your quarterback? <laughs> really? You think Jalen Hurts is better than Drew Brees? Hmm. We'll see. <laughs> Highly doubtful. You don't think of Drew Brees as the quarterback of that team with those receivers. Drew couldn't win 12 games? Really? Drew tweeted out, and he also was asked a question. He's not sure what he wants to do. He's got the itch to play again. <laughs> AJ, hang on. AJ, I think we address everything here. I would entertain that in a heartbeat. Bring him in for a workout. Hell no. My grandmother has a stronger arm. Really? Guy who's thrown for all those yards, all those touchdowns. You think maybe his body's healed too. You wouldn't entertain Drew Brees as your starting quarterback. He'd be the best quarterback in your division. He'd be the best quarterback in the NFC East if he took over for the Eagles. <laughs> well, you guys really think he doesn't have it? Brady hasn't beaten him in the regular season. I can't remember when. This guy beats Brady on a regular basis. Davey Boy says Bree struggled in a dome his last year. I think because he was hurt. Let's get your grandmother in here then. Sills, hell no. NFC East aside from Dallas would ruin that guy. Unless we can bring his legacy on the field, you're bringing him in as a second for now. Might as well sign Joe Montana. How about Roger Staubach? Holy cow. So you'd have no interest in having Drew Brees as your starting quarterback with A.J. Brown, Devontae. I can promise you this. You may think he has a noodle arm, but he can read a defense. Unlike Jalen, he can read a defense. Sills, I think Breeze's arm is done. Does Jalen have an arm? Okay? You're talking about a guy who can't find the second receiver in a progression, and you're talking about one of the greatest arms of all time. Well... I threw this out. Would you be interested in having Drew Brees as your starting quarterback in Philadelphia? Shalom. Jalen Hurts hype is stronger with this fan base. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I think we'll see a big improvement. Oh, you think. Again, think maybes. Okay. Bree's still better option than Hurts. Booza, don't say it too loud because people think you're bashing then. If Drew Brees wants to play, I think Drew Brees wants to play. You're driving me to drink, Sills. <laughs> uh, stateside Vodka, probably, right? There, there's a free plug for you, Xander. Stateside Vodka, 
right? Holy cow, man. No interest in Drew Brees. Brees is washed. I got more arm left and mine is shot. <laughs> Seals, you made a great point. Brees can read defenses real good. Booza, that's all I'm saying. He's a better quarterback right now. Hell yeah, worst case, a mentor to Hurts. Exactly. You imagine having his wisdom in the quarterback room for Jalen? Gee, think about what that wisdom with Alex Smith did for, for Mahomes or when you had Favre in Green Bay. Just being around guys like that or young with Montana. Bring Breeze in as a quarterback coach in third string. Boomer Esiason? Oh, my God, you guys are ridiculous. Sign him for number two. Would be a great play. And if he struggles, you make Breeze your bridge to next year's draft. Think about that. You bring in Drew Brees. Trey Gardner meant you for another draft choice for the upcoming NFL draft. Third rounder. Colts wanted to take a third rounder and give it to the Eagles for Gardner Minshew. You get another three. You bring Breeze in. Jalen sucks. Let's not hope it and let's not wish it. Let's wish and hope that Jalen has a great 2022. And I mean that. But maybe he doesn't. Maybe his availability will be his downfall. I got that on here, too, and I'm going to get to that. How about this? So you have Breeze as your bridge for one year till you get to the draft with one of those seven quarterbacks that are going to go into the NFL draft next year. How is that a dumb comment? You can't lose either way. You got the experience and the knowledge of Breeze as your number two guy. And under the sky falling in scenario, you got a bridge quarterback who's one of the greatest Hall of Fame guys who could carry you and your season with no trip ups. And he could be your bridge. Kyle says, I think. That was all talk to make Breeze look better. Fired? <laughs> if the Eagles didn't hide Jalen in the preseason last year, Flacco would have beaten him out. I don't believe that at all. You're, you already have a guy, but won't let him play. Respect the stash. I don't think they respect Gardner Minshew. I agree. Nothing to lose bringing him in. I only want Breeze if he's got the same trainer as D-Hop. Can we get Randall off the pulpit and suit him up? You guys are, you guys don't see it. All right. You guys don't see that. You bring in, you bring in Drew Breeze. Under, under the guys, you guys are all right. He's going to be. I hear all the shows saying, I can't wait. He's training so hard. Again, 
I'm giving you credit for doing something you should be doing anyway. Hey, here's your pat on the back. Congratulations. Hey, here's your medal for getting prepared for the NFL season. Great. That's one thing we'll never do here. Well, he's working hard. He really studying. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, that's a given. You're the starting quarterback of the Eagles. You should be doing all those things. Don't ever give an athlete kudos for something that's not athletic and expected. Takes no athleticism to get yourself prepared. Takes no athleticism to be in shape. That takes no athleticism to do your homework. Watching film. That's expected. Oh, he's elite. Great. <laughs> Again, kudos for things that I'm expecting. Chris says, Breeze's arm was jelly. Hey, beat Brady, though. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring. So does Brad Johnson. Congratulations. We could go tit for tat, too. Yeah, but you're, you're right. Trent Dilfer is probably better than Dan Marino. So I get it. What's up, my friend? What's up, Maniac? Maniac, I just threw this out. Eagles, take a look at Drew Brees. Why not? Could be your bridge to the draft next year. And God willing, Jalen plays great. Oh. Hey, Dome says this. With Brees, we'll have two Pro Bowl receivers. I agree. But see, this would... This, plus, Jalen can handle that. You brought Drew Brees in? Hey, and by the way... What's wrong with Jalen having to earn his job? He never had to. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with a little competition? If you're still suspect on the kid, whether or not he's the guy, not me, I'm not talking. I'm talking the Eagles. If, if, if they're kind of suspect on him, bring in Breeze. Have Minshew. Don't make it a competition, but give these guys some reps and see what things look like. Grass may be greener on the other side. I'm just saying, hey, make make the position a little harder to earn. That's all I'm going at. He earned it. He didn't. Huh. Big Sills, bring him in for training camp competition. I don't, I don't know about competition because as soon as you put Breeze on the field, you're going to see a difference in how the quarterback sees the receivers compared to Jalen. Jalen can't see him yet. Brady has a stronger arm than Breeze. Yeah, Breeze has a stronger arm than Manning. Peyton Manning never had a strong arm. Peyton Manning was a timing guy. All right, so I don't know. Some of you like it. Zach, I threw out. You know, Breeze wants to play. Put him in Philly. Put him in Philly. No, no, everybody's like, no, 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 Sells. No way. Breed outside in the cold, I don't think he'd go for it. Dude, I think he'd go for it with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Breeze can't see over his whole line. Yeah, I know. He probably couldn't see over his whole line, and that's why he threw for 80,000 yards. Probably right. <laughs> Chris says he couldn't see over his line. He did throw for 80,000 yards. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, Chris. That's why he's got – when he retired, he had the most yards and most TDs in NFL history. Probably so. Breeze in Philly, hmm, interesting. How many years, Sills? One. 
One. Have him in as the number two guy behind behind Jalen. Jalen's not the guy. You put that guy in, your season's not going to be a disaster. You put Gardner Mitchell in, it's a disaster. You put Breeze in, that at least keep the locker room going while they're still trying to win ball games. All right? What's the price? That's a good one, Booza, because I still think that even in retirement, I think the Saints still own Breeze's rights, I think. But, dude, the Saints aren't going to. Plus, remember what he did? He renegotiated his contract, so when he retired, it would be lesser on the cap, and they gave him like a parting gift of $7 bucks or something when he walked out the door. But I don't think the Saints would bring him back. I mean, maybe Dennis Allen would. I don't know. You put, hey, will Olave, Michael Thomas, and Jarvis Landry, and Alvin Kamara, and Drew Brees? Fun Brees, man. That looks pretty good, too. Tell you what, change the Saints around a little bit. Oh, and by the way, don't the Eagles play the Saints? Well, we'll find that out if it, if it comes to pass that he wants to play because he's saying he doesn't know if he's going to do NBC or not. Okay. All right. Let, let's move on here. I'm starting to fall in love with this Hassan Reddick kid. Let's ask a question here. How do you think Jonathan Gannon will use him? How would you use Hassan Reddick? He's an elite pass rusher. He's got to be one of the best pass rushers that the Eagles have had at least in the last, what, five years? How would you use him? How should Jonathan Gannon use Hassan Reddick? That's one of the things that they're going to have to figure out in OTAs, these mini camps, and most definitely once they get into training camp. Okay? How do you use them? Do you, do you put them just in third down? Do you put them on the weak side? And blitz him from the weak side end? Do you put him on the strong side? How do you use a player? Hey, guys, will you do me a favor? Give me the size of Hassan Reddick. Tell me what his size is. I, like to, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Is he built like Micah Parsons? Is he built like that? Because from what I've seen of him, it looks like he's kind of built like Micah Parsons. Okay. So if you have this weapon, and I love that tag that he has on his Twitter page, okay? Who said that? Eric says stand-up rusher. He's 6'2", 245. Okay, so Hassan Reddick is 6'2", 245. 6'1", 230. We are clearly not going to play him on the strong side. Because this is what I would do. If I saw Hassan Reddick and I'm running the ball, I'm running right at him. That's too small. And it's not that he can't play the run, but over 17 weeks, that's going to beat on him. Okay? That's going to beat on him. So for me, how, how do you guys? Let me, let, let me read. Better put those glasses back. Let's see. He is from Canada, five minutes from me. Oh, my, really? 6'1", 230. I say move him around and let him be all over the line. 
Got to have a lot of technique and understanding of what they're doing then with Jonathan Gannon. So let me ask you this then. Do you build a defense around him? Because you've got to play him, I think, a little bit like Junior Seau. Okay, a Will linebacker, Jack? Boy, Jack, that's good. Okay, weak side linebacker. That's what Will means. Mike is strong side. Move him around. Move him over any weak spot. Strictly pass rushing. You can't play him on first and second down. You can't play him like that at 6'1", 230. Okay? You've, actually, he's smaller because Michael Parsons is like 6'3". Okay? 235 pounds. Parsons is a bigger man. And so is Chase Young. Chase, those are bigger people. 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", guys like that. 6'1", 230 is awful small for an edge rusher. Name me an edge rusher right now that's 6'1", 230. Uh, By the way, he's effective. Used right. Okay? Yeah, Chris, I don't want him in any coverage. I do not want him covering anybody. I want him up the field. And I want him in open space. Okay? Like the old Jim Johnson defense. Our linebackers moved all over the front line. I think they're looking to play him as the joker role. See, I would play him, actually, like many of you said here. I would play him, okay, to the wide side. And I would take him and make sure he was away from tight ends. Like, if an offensive line came out and they had a tight end on the right side, I would move him completely over to the left side. And if they motioned to have a tight end come over and block him, I'd move him over to the other side. You can't have that guy on the strong side of the formation because it's going to be the war of attrition. And like what you guys have said, I'm not playing him on first and second down. Jonathan Gannon has got to come up with a defense, okay? And how about this? The effectiveness of of Hassan Reddick could also impact what N'Kobe Dean's going to be doing, okay? You got two linebackers like this that have great speed. You could have actually two edge rushers. See, you know like Melvin Ingram? I'd love to see what the Dolphins did. You see what the Dolphins did? They signed Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram was an impact player for the Kansas City Chiefs down the line. He didn't really have a good stint when he was in Pittsburgh because I didn't think Pittsburgh played him right, and he was on the other side of T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt got all the freelance pass rushing, and Melvin didn't really get a chance. I watched him when he played in a Gus Bradley defense with the Chargers. He was pretty effective. I think he had 10 and a half sacks a couple of years back, and for the Dolphins to put him – Now down, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they had a top 10 pass rush last year. The Dolphins can get after people. You add that component, they're going to play him on third down. Dolphins have had a lot of good pieces to this. Okay? Randall, appreciate you coming aboard, my friend. But still, I'm worried about Gannon's scheme. Me too, Booza. That's why I'm asking the question here. Is Gannon smart enough to put him in a position to win? Okay? Von Miller, that's a 6'3", 250. That's a big dude, man. That's a pretty big dude for an edge rusher who can also cover tight ends. 
See, again, we talked about Gannon on Friday here. You know, we talked about Sirianni and Gannon. You know, we've talked about Jalen Hurts out the wazoo. The issue right now is what about the other side of the ball? The coaches, Sirianni and Gannon. Gannon's got to be a guy that knows how to utilize. By the way, I'm going to get into Jordan Davis here in a second too. Gannon in his second year. Hey, watch this. Nick Sirianni in his first year was awesome. Jonathan Gannon in his first year was mediocre. Brian Dawkins on Friday was even saying, hey, I don't know what their identity is. They don't have an identity right now. This is Jonathan Gannon's second year. This, Hey, what, guys, do me a favor. What was Jim Johnson's identity as a defensive play caller? What was Jim Johnson's identity? Let's, let me see if you guys are as smart as I think you are. What was his identity? I know it. I know the guy. I knew the guy. Okay? I knew, I knew the guy. I had talked to the guy. Monty Kiffin introduced me to him. He and Monty were boys, the former Buck D coordinator. Okay? Trader. Yeah. Trader, go back and watch that interview with the Sports Take guys. Brian Dawkins was not impressed with Jonathan Gannon. He made the comments on Friday. Wasn't just me saying that. Jim Johnson believed in pressure, didn't he? He was a pressure guy. That's why those defense were in people's shit all the time. They And, and you know what? You got to have good corners to do that. That guy brought pressure, though. Dude, anytime you have personnel that you can blitz with, this kid Hassan Reddick, you just got to know how to play him. I saw his size, and I said, man, 6'1", 230. That's small. I'm not lining him up on first and second down. Okay? Yeah, Mike, he would disguise those blitzes. Jim Johnson, he was a guru. Dude, his playbook, everyone knows it. Jim Johnson's playbook is one of the greatest defensive-minded guys because he always confused people. And you know what else he was really great at? If he was limited at a particular position, he disguised it and covered it so well with the other strengths of his defense. Maybe they weren't playing the run over a period of a stretch. You know what they would do? They would start run gap blitzes on first and second down to cover some of that stuff. He was really like, he would go to the coach and Andy Reid and go, we're getting killed a little bit against the run. I'm going to be running some games on first and second down. They get in the backfield. They'd have pressure. They'd get in the gaps. Before you know it, they fixed it because teams were not looking at going, oh my God, they're changing it up a little bit here. He, you never knew what to expect with him because he showed up with something completely different with his, with his guys. Ran a lot of hybrid stuff. He did, Chris. He asked a lot of his – you had to be exceptional at the cornerback position in a Jim Johnson defense. You know why? Because the other components of the team were bringing pressure. 
And you had to have big hitters in the safety position. Had to. Okay? Had to. That's why I'm going like this with Jonathan Gannon here. And I, I was, you know, as I was putting the show together, I'm going like this. Okay, how are they using this guy? He's 6'1", 230. And again, I'm not capping on the size here. I'm capping on the size over a 17-game schedule. You know what I mean? I mean, 17 games. If Jonathan Gannon puts him on the strong side with tight ends and left tackles, he's going to get beat down like a nail top. Dude, you're going to break this guy's neck doing that, and you're going to underutilize him. That's where I'm coming from. I don't want to see this guy underutilized, okay? I don't want to see him underutilized. Dude, Jim Johnson was just a great, great scenario. All right. You guys were talking all last week when I was sitting there talking about Jalen Hurts. Well, I got a topic for you. You guys were addressing the safety position. I want to ask you a question here, okay? I want to ask you a question. We're going to hit on that. And guess what? Howie Roseman may have gambled again. And he may have gambled right. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. National Football Show. Hit the like button. We have a ton of Eagle topics today. Ton of Eagle topics. I love it. See what Doug Peterson's saying down in Jacksonville first. Um, we need a year of healing after what Urban Liar did to the franchise. You know, I was one of the only people, and I was called a hater, and by the way, I do hate Urban Liar. I think he's the biggest bullshit artist. And now get this. Now that I know that he kicks players and his behavior and how unprofessional he is, would you ever hire that guy to coach a college football program again? Would you turn your son over to that guy? Knowing the kind of or lack thereof character he has, would you really turn your son over to him? You think that it, all the things that have happened with the 36 arrest in Gainesville, with the assistant coach that was beating his wife in Columbus, his behavior in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer has been one of the biggest bullshit artist coaches of all time. This guy had Aaron Hernandez. This guy had the Pouncey brothers. Oh, thank God he had baby Jesus. Thank God he had Tim Tebow to cover up all that crap. See, he can always cover and hide behind the cross with that guy because this guy here was the biggest center going in coaching. And Doug Peterson said it. He's like, we got to go through a lot of healing here. Okay? You never heard of the 36 arrests in five years that he coached at Gainesville? 36 arrests. 36 arrests in Gainesville. Right? Earl Bruce's nephew beating his wife, cops hiding it in Columbus. He had signs there in Woody Hayes Hall that said, make sure you treat women with great respect. And yet he has a coach beating his old lady up. Oh, okay. And then he's down talking trash, kicking kickers. You know, kick D lineman and O lineman. They'd have beat his ass. What a liar. Absolutely. He had to go to the NFL. No administration in their right mind should hire that guy. What a BS artist that guy is. Completely. All right. Hit the like button. Let me ask you this question here. So the Eagles pass on Honey Badger. Okay. They pass on him because of $33 million. Guess who's going to get an opportunity to show whether or not he's a player that Jonathan Gannon and Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni want to move forward with? Marcus Epps, what do you make of his play last year? I think I looked it up. He had like 60 tackles last year. And when he was put in a position last year, I thought he didn't play all that bad. 
why not in another year with more reps? I think Howie looked at it and went like this. I'd rather go with Epps than pay the $33 million. Okay? No, Chris, he did not pass. Um, Honey Badger did not pass on the Eagles. He wanted to go home, and the Saints overpaid. And Howie, rightfully so, went this route here and said this. Now, the kid I have had 60 tackles. He had 60 tackles. Not bad. Not exceptional. Below average NFL starter. Well, I would say this to you. Why doesn't Epps get the same? Why doesn't Epps get the same star treatment that Jalen's getting? How do you know he's not going to improve? More reps, more playing time, traditionally results in a guy gaining more experience and understanding the position a little more. I kind of like the Gators in the mid-2000s. No, hey, the Gators were great. Okay? Honestly, the Gators were great. Paul Crew was their quarterback, and the mean machine was killing it. Oh, I shouldn't say that. But the mean machine, the Florida mean machine was great. Paul Crew, man, led that team. He was spectacular. All the prisons they played, Gators were killing it, man. They play in Gangsterville. I loved it. Oh, just a good football team. I rooted for him, too, kind of. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Sec, what do you think? You know, Epps, he's a backup and dime back. Yeah, but remember something, Razor. You're not going to have a star at every position. You're not. And I think Epps is still learning. Look, I went back and I looked a little bit at him. I, I don't think he's horrible. But he wasn't playing every down. So 50, 60 tackles isn't bad for a part-time player. I think it's actually spectacular. Guy's not playing every down. He had 60 tackles. Who was the leader on that team that had the most tackles? I bet you he's in the top five. Okay? Not cornerback, Sydney. He can't play corner. I'm putting Nepps at free or strong and let him continue to develop there. Let's see what he can do. Right? So, I mean, again, Epps got better when they stopped trying to, to blow everyone up. Give Epps a chance. Ski, that's what I'm saying. And I think that's what Howie's saying. I don't think really Howie, Howie may. And, and by the way, here we are on May 16th. Do you really think that sitting here on May 16th, we're going to be sitting here going like this? Yeah, no, no. We're going um, to sign a guy off the street here. Look, I get the kid who was just cut from the Giants, okay, for the other cornerback position. Raiders are making a pitch to him. And I said that to you last week. I get that. But there's going to be very few guys that are going to be walking the street that you're going to bring in are going to be upgrades to what you have from last year. This is where I'm looking at Howie being a little smart here. Howie looked at it like this. Well, you know, should I pay $33 million? 
Or should I stick with the dude I have here at safety? Should I get him more reps? But, and, and hey, and by the way, how do you know that Marcus Epps doesn't improve with the pass rush? You're not going to have as much time, okay, to throw the ball against the Eagles this year. I don't think you are. You're not going to have the time. So my question is, doesn't that improve the linebacking play, the secondary play as well? Hell, you may even get a surprise at the CB2 position that the Eagles are lacking right now at. The front seven, look, hey, quite frankly, I would say this to you. Do the Rams really have two good corners? They got one exceptional corner in Jalen Ramsey. Do they have really two exceptional corners? I don't know. I think you can ask uh, Raheem Morris that question. I think Raheem would say we've got some work to do in the secondary too because they got beat a few times last year in the secondary. I like Depps. He wasn't a liability when McLeod got hurt. We need a cornerback way more than a safety. That, it's that. See, and that's why I think he fits there. And I agree with you. Can you imagine having two lockdown safe, two lockdown cornerbacks? You could afford to have Marcus Epps. And get this, he's not going to break the bank on you. Because remember what you have to do here. You know, I, I tell people this stat all the time. And do you know that people don't believe this until they look it up? Half the league, half of the players in the league are undrafted. You have to have players on your team to balance your cap, like a Marcus Epps. See, that's why sometimes people are always going, how come we can't upgrade here? How come we can't? Because you've got to balance your salary cap. It's sometimes cost-cutting. That's why the kid Bradbury got cut, because of cost efficiency. He cost too much money on that side of the ball. And probably his playing, he was the most expendable by the Giants. The Giants got a shitload of holes on their football team. I mean, brand-new GM, brand-new head coach, front office administrators, scouting department has been overturned. Brand-new assistant coaches. The Giants have a lot of holes, man, and a lot of question marks going into the 2020 season. Howie did this right here. You know, I thought about it because I keep hearing, you know, you guys keep going like this to me. Sills, CB2, and secondary. So I looked at it over the weekend. Give you guys what you wanted. I looked at it. Marcus Epps should get a chance. If everybody else on this football team, and most notably Jalen Hurts, and you guys are okay with that, well, Jalen's are in the position. I think Marcus Epps with 60 tackles and playing effectively, I think he's earned an opportunity too. Let's see what he could do in his second year. And how about this? Jonathan Gannon's got to figure out how to fix this. Jonathan Gannon's got to put these players in positions to win. Omar says, I like Epps. He should get a chance. And, hey, Omar, he's a perfect fit if they get another corner on the other side. Epps is not a starter. He's a backup player, special teamer. Well, dude, you're not going to have $10 million a year guys at every position. Okay? So you think you're going to put $115 million, $120 million on your defensive side of the ball and only spend $100 million? Well, with your rookie quarterback making $1.2, maybe you can. 
Epps can't cover. Sack, he's a safety. He has to be deep help. Okay, remember, he has to be deep help. He can cover a tight end and backs out of the backfield. I'll run with McPherson and Gowan, too, at CB2. Let the battle, let them battle it out. Put the young dudes in the fire. Agreed. Okay, Bryant, Gannon's under a lot of heat. Just my take on that. Gannon's under a lot of heat. Okay? And I want to know one of the things. There's a couple more question marks I got here. I want to know how you're going to use Hassan Reddick. And Marcus Epps deserves another opportunity. Okay. Let me go here. Would we agree that Jordan Davis coming out of college is a run stuffer? He's not a pass rusher. I know what he ran into 40. Now, maybe he wasn't utilized that way at Georgia. But how many guys have you ever seen in college that were pass rushers or weren't pass rushers, I should say, turn into pass rushers in the NFL. Can you name me one? If a guy doesn't have that knack and that skills, Sapp was a pass rushing demon at Miami. John Randall was a pass rusher in college. Charles Haley, a pass rusher. Okay? Jordan Davis is a stuffer. He's a run stuffer. Okay, he's got to do more than first and second down. If you drafted Jordan Davis for only first and second down, the Eagles have a problem here. Okay, and by the way, we're talking here. He may end up with 10 sacks. But what I'm going for and what I'm going with with the 44 games, 45 games that he played at Georgia, I haven't seen that skill set yet. And I know what many of you are saying here. You know what you're saying? Yeah, but Sills, did you see him at the Combines? The Combines have nothing to do with pro football. Have nothing to do with it. That's something you train for. What you see at the Combines has zero to do with pro football. You'll never be asked to do any of those things ever again as a, as a test from your team. You'll never do that stuff again. You rarely run 40s today. People don't run 40-yard dashes when they get to training camp any longer. They have a mile-and-a-half run or 16 110s. They have conditioning drills. They care more you're in shape. They're expecting you to be fast when you get to the NFL. So nobody runs 40s anymore. They want you to be in shape. That's the most important thing. Are you ready to rock? Can you do a mile-and-a-half? In 12 minutes. That's what a 12-minute run is. Mile and a half in 12 minutes. Can you do it? I've done that. And I want, and I'm not going to lie. The most I ever did in the 16 110s, I did it 15. I did 15 of them once with the Cowboys. When I was at Miami with Jimmy, I think I got as high as 14. Those things are brutal, man. Okay. 
Shaq says, why don't, why don't they run the 40-yard with pads on? That'd be a great thing for me. Why don't they do all those drills with the pads on? Why don't they throw the ball with the pads on and helmet? Right? Kids are throwing passes on pro day with no helmets and shoulder pads and gear on. And people go, do you see what he did at his pro day? Who cares? Can he run in pads? Does he know how to pass Russian pads? Completely true. Okay? Completely true. So Jordan Davis, he's got to do more than just being a guy who's going to be a first and second down guy. And, and again, I'm talking here, not ripping. But I went back and watched his game film, and I went back and watched the highlight tape that he had. And I'll tell you what, his pass rushing is not impressive. So he's coming off, what was he, the 13th pick? So he's coming off um, a stellar final season at Georgia where he was considered the third dude on that defense. Hell, Kobe Dean got as much praise as he did. And again, I'm just looking at the expectations and what I'm supposed to be looking at this year with him. Okay? I'm not going off the combines. Combines mean nothing to me here. They told me that he's an athlete. Well, welcome to the NFL, son. Hurts to win 21. He's got to keep his weight down. Boy, I'll tell you something. Hurts? If that's something that I have to constantly be on him about, I question his discipline. Okay? I question his discipline. Chris says, this ain't soccer. Okay? At least be in shape, dude. He was limited in snaps. Okay, so Mike says he's limited in snaps. So we're going to increase that and the pros? I think he's going to be effective? Sack says Jordan Davis will draw more double teams like Fletcher did. Fletcher was a pretty good pass rusher in his day. Not exceptional. Wasn't, I'll tell you this though, and I used to have this argument or conversation, I should say, with Xander. Fletcher at one time was a more complete defensive tackle than Aaron Donald. He played the run. This guy was a run stuffer and gets you seven sacks. That's great interior guy doing that see sap we get you 16 sacks and play to run that's extraordinary donald plays no run and is up near 16 17 18 sacks and 12 or 13 tfls but he takes himself out of plays all the time watch it you could see teams run the ball hell i saw the 49ers earlier in the year last year they beat the living crap out of them. They pounded that football team. So Jordan Davis has got to do more for the Eagles this coming year. I wrote some questions down. Maybe I should have I should have phrased it. Dan's five big questions for the Eagles going into training camp. But Jordan Davis has to do more than just being a first and second down guy for that pick to be worthy of a 13th pick. Is that, is, is that fair? Okay. Cox was a top three at one time. These days, it's not the same. I agree, Chris. He's a space eater. 
he will be used to free up others in the defense. Okay? That means Hassan Reddick, right? Davis will learn from Fletcher. Absolutely. Not many left in the cornerback market. Booza, there's none. You'd have to make a trade. To, and here, just so you know, Booza, you don't trade corners, left tackles, and traditionally quarterbacks. And we've seen a lot of that lately. Nobody gets rid of guys like Deshaun Watson. Nobody trades cornerbacks like Jalen Ramsey. Hell, look what Seattle had to give up. You know, when, when, when they traded that safety away, Adams. And it was a colossal disaster. And it hurt the future of the Seahawks. The Seahawks are still trying to recover from that Adams trade that they made with the Jets. That, that has killed the Seahawks. That's why they had to get rid of Russell Wilson really in the end to try to recoup some picks. They trade him to Denver, they get players, and they get draft picks. They had to get some of their future back. Stack says, is there anything to claim Davis wasn't asked to rush the passer in college? Sec, that could be. But very rarely do you have a guy who runs a 4.78 and you're not utilizing it. So Kirby Smart knew he was that fast and athletic, but never utilized it? Never at any time? Did they put him in a position? Well, he runs a 478 at 340 pounds. I mean, nine sacks in 43 games is not productive. Okay? I had 10 sacks in 12 games. Got to be more productive than that. I had a... I think he had 90-some tackles in four years there. I had 101 in 12 games. Again, I'm just saying. And I played next to a guy who was one of your greatest players, Jerome Brown. He was a – I'm just saying. He was asked to take on blocks till we get help. Dude, I'm just saying. You run a 478 at 335 pounds. I'm going to try to figure out how to get you in a pass rushing scheme. Davis would need to be fit to sack. Hey, takes a lot of condition, Sydney. That's correct. You've got to be, and I, and I said this to you guys last week. He was not in shape for the SEC title game. I thought he was better in shape for the national title game, and he wreaked havoc. By the way, I want to make sure we're underlining this. I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I wanted the pick. I predicted. Hey, by the way, Milt Williams, okay? Milt Williams may end up helping the Eagle defensive line more than what Jordan Davis made this year. That is a fact. That kid Williams can play, and he's getting better and better too. This is why I'm saying about Jonathan Gannon here. Jonathan Gannon, okay? Jonathan Gannon is a guy that's got a lot of pressure on him here. Bama was triple teaming. Hey, they weren't triple teaming him in that SEC title game. They were blowing him off the ball. 215, you think it'll help Cox drop some weight, maybe put him out there? Just a rush. We'll see. 
Let me tell you something. I'm expecting, I'm expecting a bounce back year. I don't know, a $14.4 million bounce back year by Fletcher Cox. I think he's going to know a little bit more what Gannon's asking him to do. Plus, the team is deeper when it comes to um, uh, the front seven. You got two good teams, first and second team. Okay? That's why, it is, that's why I say this to you. Marcus Epps deserves an opportunity. And how are you using Hassan Reddick? And is Jordan Davis just going to be a second and first down guy? He's got to give him more. That's all I'm saying. As some of the questions as we go into the mini camps and training camp, right? Again, all I'm asking here, Jonathan Gannon isn't the answer. Jack Del Rio would be a great DC for the Eagles. I love Jack's pressure that he puts on offenses. Jack Del Rio, man, is a hell of a defensive coordinator. I am all over that. He is one of the best. I really love what Raheem Morris is doing out in Los Angeles, too. I think Raheem's probably going to get another opportunity to be a head football coach somewhere. But I love people that bring pressure. Gannon doesn't bring pressure. He believes in that umbrella defense. All right. Don't forget, Gary Cobb, 430. We're going to ask all these questions to Gary Cobb, too. Fox 29 in Philadelphia. We're going to get his spin on some of these questions as well. I got another question for you. This is on Jalen Hurts, okay? There's one concern that doesn't have to do with anything with ability with him, okay? Has nothing to do with ability. It's a concern, though. Hit the like button. Hour two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour two, welcome back. National Football Show, Gary Cobb, Fox 29, bottom of the hour. We're going to talk to our friend as we do each and every single Monday. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. All right. Um, Isn't it funny when you watch Supreme Athletes sometimes go into organizations and you just watch them and you just can't get over the fact that they can't stop themselves from being destructive on their own careers like Kyrie Irving. Look at the Boston Celtics right now as an organization. They had that dude in Boston. I was doing sports talk at WEEI in Boston, and I hate that guy. He's the guy that shows up to work one day. Hey, Bob. He's the next guy that shows up. Bob, you're a dick. He's the next guy who shows up. I hate Bob so much, man. I can't stand to be around him. I got to take two days off. This guy's some social conscious guy in his own world, man. I mean, right? For the anti-vaxxers or for whatever, he comes up with the weakest reasons not to play. And he put that organization in such a tailspin. Now you look at him, Boston might win the NBA championship. Look at the team and how much better it is. Brad Stevens moves upstairs. Danny Ainge and all them. Got all those draft choices. Got that treasure chest of all the picks. They built this team. Look at how Boston looks. Look at the culture with the Celtics right now. You get rid of... Dude, and by the way, Brown and all them dudes have developed more since Jalen or since Kyrie Irving was jettisoned out of there or ran out of there or did whatever because he wanted to go with his boy in Brooklyn. I mean, right? Can you imagine? You're a better organization without Kyrie Irving. That guy's one of the great players in the game when he's on and when his mind is focused. But just think about that. Talk about wasted talent. Talk about never really fulfilling your prophecy of being Well, I won a championship with LeBron. Great. Don't you want more? Don't you always strive to be great always? I don't get guys like him. You're so gifted and so talented that you're out of touch with yourself. You think everything you do in your life 
People are hanging on every word. Where people at the end of the day, they don't give a shit what you think. Like the people on Twitter, like 19% of America is on Twitter. Did you know that? But yet, sometimes people look at that thing and they gravitate to it. See, dude, who cares? Okay, who cares? But this country, and you know what a lot of people like to do? They grab onto the 1% of what people are bitching about and they turn it into something when, quite frankly, it's nothing. Dude, I could barely put gas in my car. Shelves are, are empty. Baby food is scarce. You think I care about Ukraine right now? I could give a shit about Ukraine. Hey, those poor people over there struggling and battling for their country? Good, man. I would too. But we're struggling and battling for our country here too. When babies are crying because there's no food, I got a problem more with that than I do with some dude over in Ukraine battling it out with Putin. Okay? But what I say, half of you could care less. Half of you could care less. My wife tells me that all the time. Dan, you think people come here for your political opinions? They barely come here for your your sports takes. It's true. It's true. These egomaniac guys who are on the air thinking that their word is, it's funny to watch. I used to think that. I used to have a narcissist mentality like that. Well, if I say it, it must mean something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, Gary? Hey, man. You guys are just as important here on this show as I am. Okay. Because you guys, believe me, you guys give me as many topics. And Xander will tell you this. Big Sills is one of the greatest topic makers, but I get it from you dudes. You asked me to do something, and look what I got. I got 10 more topics because of what you guys asked me. Why would I not answer you? Why would I give you Philly box scores? Who cares about – you kind of mentioned baseball. Hockey, I love it. You know how many people really – Want to cover hockey? Hey, was I happy to see the Bolts move on? Yes. Yeah, well, I'm not doing a segment on it. <laughs> uh, Booza, when am I coming to Denmark? When they're part of the UN or NATO? <laughs> hey, man. I don't know, dude. I love you, Sills. I don't care about your politics. I got it, Colt. My wife says the same thing. She goes, you really think people give a shit about your politics? I say no, but only when I tweet it. <laughs> Go Canes, man. Dude, Ukraine is a tragedy, but I'm so not interested. Okay? I'm so not interested. I want our country to get back going and people having food and baby formulas and all that, you know? Greg, Sales, Cleveland is loaded at safety position. They are loaded at the safety position. Okay. Cedric Redwine, dude, they got a boat. Hey, Greg, if Deshaun Watson is only suspended for two or three games, Cleveland's going to be a player. Cleveland is going to be a player. Okay. They're going to be a player. Yeah, you see all those people doing all those photo shots in Ukraine? 
How about going to those baby formula factories and standing out and trying to get people motivated to make more baby formula? I'd rather have politicians right now out front of a baby formula um, manufacturer than in Ukraine taking victory laps or whatever. I don't care. Okay? Seriously. I'd like to see a politician do something about the homeless and feeding kids. That's a Photoshop I want to see. Okay? That's what I want. Taking those victory laps and those stupid photos over in Ukraine. Again, it's a tragedy. But there's, we, got, we got our own tragedies here. United States of America is out of baby, baby formula. How is that possible? I thought that's only like in Somalia and places like that. All right. Hit the like button. This, you know, I waited for hour number two. Because, you know, I get accused of being hater on Hertz. So I'm going to I'm going to qualify this take with this. Let's say what everyone is saying here is true. He improves his reading of defenses. He improves his arm strength. He improves at every level. Is the biggest concern, what is the biggest concern with Jalen Hurts going into 2022? His availability or his ability? What's the biggest concern for you? Oh, and by the way, is he going to be ready to go for OTAs and mini camps and training camp after that surgery on his ankle? So, Sack, you say ability. Bryant, you say ability. Ability. So availability doesn't concern you guys. His availability with that style of play. Look here, and let me ask you this. What do you think the biggest concern is in Baltimore? Do you think it's Lamar Jackson's ability or his availability? And by the way, Jalen will never reach those heights. He'll never be the player Lamar is. Lamar is on the cusp of making Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. Wait, whoa, whoa. Lamar's health, right. Ability for Lamar? Suave. Guys, the MVP led the NFL in passing yards, had 1,100 yards. He's 37 and 16. What are you talking about? His ability. That guy's answered and checked every box there is in Baltimore. He's checked every box. But wait a minute. His abilities in question? If Lamar Jackson's ability is in question in Baltimore, Jalen Hurts is in trouble. Because that guy's a star and a former MVP two years ago. You're kidding. Three years ago, right? Come on, man. Don't talk about Jalen in the same conversation with Lamar. He's never even close to it. 
Lamar's a reckless runner. Jesse, so we were saying here, but wait a minute now. Jess, do we not agree that Lamar's game is also in his legs, just same way that Jalen is? So if we're questioning availability with Lamar, why wouldn't we question that with Jalen? Jalen doesn't have the passing strengths, and he doesn't have what Lamar has. Lamar's a 10-time better passer. Why wouldn't we think availability would be an issue for Jalen Hurts? His strength is not throwing the ball. You could make the argument Lamar has gotten so much better. He led the NFL in passing touchdowns. Andrew, please stop with the guy strong from Nevada. I I have no interest in talking about him. Dion says, I wish Lamar, me too. Hey, I'll tell you something though, Dion. The one thing that they're doing smarter in Buffalo than they are in Baltimore, which shocks me because Baltimore is a great franchise. Dude, they put the kid Cook behind Allen. They're trying to get as many weapons as they possibly can up there for Josh Allen because they don't want him doing this. They don't want him being 350 yards passing, 80 yards rushing, and being the whole show. You're going to get that kid killed because they're a worry. Get this. When you see the moves that Buffalo has made, What's the biggest problem that they have with Josh Allen? His availability. What's the biggest problem in Baltimore? His availability. But you're telling me, a guy who runs the ball as much as Jalen Hurts does in Philly, that's not an issue? How can it be? He was a better runner last year than thrower, by far. By far. As a matter of fact, I would make this statement. For Jalen Hurts to be a franchise quarterback, that's got to reverse. I think that's the concern that Howie has. It's not so much his, look, it's all a given. Yeah, but Mike, Mike says that Jalen runs smart. He still got hurt and went under the knife. He can be the smartest runner on the planet. He still had surgery. He still missed games, game, during the regular season with an injury. Two things in his rookie season, you think magically are going to get better over a period of time? Okay. That's wishful thinking. Positive thinking, I'm for you, I'm with you. Okay? Hurts will be better than Lamar in 20. Lenny, you think that Jalen Hurts is going to be better than Lamar Jackson? Didn't Jalen get hurt from inside the pocket? Galen, um, gaming, I don't remember. Wealthy mine, Uncle Sills. <laughs> he, I, I see this now twice. He must have got hurt in the pocket.
hoping he has available. See, look, and again, availability for this. Look, when you're somebody like Joe Burrow or you're somebody like Matthew Stafford, you know what? I'll tell you this. If I was Matt LaFleur, I'd be telling Aaron Rodgers, yeah, hang on going out in the perimeter like that. He's a weapon when he's out in open space. He's undefensible. When you're talking about a quarterback, when he's in open space, Aaron Rodgers is not going to run. Aaron Rodgers gets in open space, and that field opens up like that. He's undefensible. You're just praying he doesn't go deep and throw throw a ball down the field and beat you on a plus 25 play. That's how great that guy is. Yeah, Chris says availability is for all quarterbacks. Yeah, but all quarterbacks don't put themselves in harm's way like the runners do. Think about this. Hey, somebody do me a favor. Look it up. How many, how many carries last year did Jalen Hurts have? Okay, just just anybody. How how wealthy mind, Uncle Sills, doesn't have the third easiest schedule benefit us long. I'm not saying look, I've come up with five topics, and I'm asking you one of them here. That's all, homie. Every quarterback has missed time. How many carries did he have last year? It's got to be over 140. Okay? It's got to be over 140. That's 140 extra hits that you put yourself in jeopardy for. Joe Burrow's not running 140 times. 139 times he ran the ball last year. Okay? That's 139 more opportunities for a catastrophic availability issue. Design or scramble? Doesn't matter. It's hits. Omar, hits. Whether you designed it or you didn't design it, it's a hit on the QB. 140? Yeah, your quarterback's going to look like Cam Newton when he's done. The reason Cam is in the position, his body's beat up. Burrow would get hit less if he ran 139 times. Dude, Joe Burrow doesn't have to run the ball 139 times to get a team to the Super Bowl. Okay? He turns all the wide receivers into superstars. Okay? 140 is a question mark for me. That's a question mark. It's a lot, man. It is. Nuts. It's a lot. Hertz was leading rusher for the team, so I'm sure the carries are high. Juice, this is why Buffalo addressed that with the drafting of Cook. You can't ha- – You listen, I would say this to you. If I was talking to Buffalo Bill fan right now, I would say this to you. You can't have Josh Allen running the ball as much as you do and think that Josh Allen is going to be on the field in five years from now. You'd be insane to think that he's not going to miss extensive time. 
with some hit. Why? Lamar has. Every running quarterback misses time eventually because you get hit. You you all miss time. Hell, Aaron Rodgers has missed time. I think that was a shoulder injury, though. A couple years back, I think four years ago, was it? I well, like a broken shoulder, right? I think it was a clavicle injury. It wasn't really a knee injury. I think, if I'm not mistaken, you guys can correct me. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers had a clavicle injury, landed on. I think I think it was a sack, and someone hit him, and he went down rough. I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna ask Gary Cobb these questions in a couple minutes. And I'm going to get Gary Cobb's thoughts, Fox 29. And I've got all these topics, and we're going to hit on them with him as we get ready for OTAs and we get ready for mini camps and then into the July 27th training camp. Some of the questions that I had. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady missed time and never left the pocket. Those guys played 20 years. You think Jalen's playing 20 years with that style of football? What runners played 20 years like that? Tom Brady missed one season. Peyton and Eli have consecutive games played streaks. Same thing with Favre. And dude, comparing Jalen to those Hall of Famers is a whack job. Bart smashed him in the pocket. Jalen going for 3,800. I saw Frank Gore knock that guy out. Yeah, Cam 6'5, 250 pounds, 265. (laughs) Cam's a big dude. Hey, Bryant, here's the one thing though, man. I wonder how many of those games maybe Favre should have took off to rest his body. Maybe he could have played longer. And and I'll say this to you, the Favre consecutive games played streak is by far more. Here, I'm going to say this. The Favre consecutive games played streak at quarterback is by far more impressive than what we saw with Cal Ripken. Okay. The consecutive games played by Brett Favre is 10 times more impressive than Cal Ripken's streak. (laughs) By far. Man, a lot of things. A lot of question marks. Let's bring in my friend from Fox 29, Gary Cobb. G. Cobb, I appreciate you doing this, man. Thank you so much here. Let me ask you right out of the gate here. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you see Jonathan Gannon using Hassan Reddick this year? Well, you know, they like to use that, that five-man uh, front, you know, where they got, you know, they've got the two guys outside and they've got the three inside where they've got the, um, the guards um, where they're covered, the center's covered. Because a lot of times, you know, some of the guys are not, they're not at their best when they're covered like that. So they're, they're basically saying, okay, we're going to force the tackles to do the pulling and everything. But so I think they're going to play, you know, a great deal of that, the five-man front. Uh, I think you're going to see him utilized as a, uh, you know, 
a few times, some as a as a linebacker, but for the most most part, he's a pass rusher. He's not a he's not a linebacker, even though he's listed as a linebacker. He's like a he's like a linebacker in the thirty four cents. He's six one two thirty, Gary. So you can't line him up, put his hand yeah. down in the dirt, or you can't line him up on the strong side. That's right. You think they move him around a lot? I think they move him around a lot. Uh, they want to put him in positions where he's rushing the passer. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting the way to utilize him because, you know, he is not a standard guy that, you know, normally you got bigger guys who, you know, uh, would be like defensive ends and things. So they can't utilize him that way. So I, I'm going to be interested because uh, – but they, but that five-man front, I think that's what they were thinking when they got him because that's where he fits. But, you know, in a 34 – and they're going to be playing some 34. I think they're going to show different looks – but the way it is now, everybody's thinking about the passing game when they line up people. They're not thinking about the running game. And, 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 and you can think about this also, Tampa Bay. That Tampa Bay defense, what do they do? They got these two behemoths inside. And see, that's what they're thinking, I think, when they, when they uh, think about Jordan Davis. He's a guy in there. You got to double him. You can't, one of those guys can't block him. You know, he, he, he's so big. And so powerful that you're going to have a lot of trouble blocking him, single blocking him. So that occupies a guy, you know, and um, I think they're going to they're thinking that way. I think he probably was looking at what uh, Todd Bowles was doing down there with that Tampa Bay defense where, uh, you know, so they do that. Uh, but they, they got to develop that kid as a pass rusher. You know, they, they've got to develop him in that sense. But he's he's got the size. I mean, he's a monster. And. He almost just forces you. You know, he'll stand up a double team. He's got long arms. Uh, he's just huge. And so I think they're thinking that way, putting him and um, Fletcher in there sometimes. You know, uh, you know they, they got enough people in there to where they can rotate those guys inside. I think so. this kid, Milt Williams, I think he's going to be a factor as well. In I Gary, think so. Last, the last two times that you've been on, I think mm -hmm. this is one of the question marks going into mini camp and yeah. into the OTAs and eventually into July camp mm -hmm. is they need to expect more on third down from Jordan Davis. We already know he's going to be a factor. We believe on first and second down, he That's just right. can't be a run stopper. He's got to be effective in the money down, which is the third down. So it's going to be interesting to see how Gannon, also utilizes him to put him in a position to succeed without a doubt. Now I was over there at their practice, you know, with the, you know, and they, you know, they weren't having intense practice, but I can see the kids got, he's got to get in better shape. You know, after every time he does something, the kids got his hat off. Look, leave your helmet on kid. What you, 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 uh, you're not even going through one play cause you're not tackling anybody. You're not battling anybody just doing little light drills. He's got his helmet off immediately. So, He's got to get in better shape, you know, and uh, so the whole thing with the way he eats and with the way he works out, but he is a specimen. I mean, he is huge. And, you know, because I, I saw a picture of him uh, standing next to Fletcher. <laughs> he makes Fletcher, you know, Fletcher 6'4", 320. He makes Fletcher look like a little guy, man. Hey, Gary, I think you hit on something because I saw Burks in the Tennessee Titans mini camp yeah. with helmets and shorts, yeah. and he was gassed. 
and he was a wide receiver. Yeah. And now you're telling me this kid just going through shorts and helmet. Yeah. You're seeing he's a little gassed. Boy, if that's me, I get like Velcro and I'm going to stand next to Fletcher Cox as much as I can because I can't I can't have that look where the coaches are looking at me going, so he's not in shape for minicamp? This guy better get his ass in shape for training camp. That's right. That's right. Well, he's going to have to. And, you know, they got to keep him up here. He's got to – got, they got to work him out. I mean, he's got to be in the kind of shape because he's a big man. And he's got to, you know, be disciplined about the way he eats. And, you know, see, nowadays – you know, it's different than when we played, really. These guys are making 30, 20 million dollars. They can hire somebody just to take care of their food. They can hire somebody to work them out. Whatever they do, this is business. This is not a hobby. You know, where you get to it when you, no, this is not a hobby. So he's gotta he's gotta train, he's gotta get in better shape. Because like I said, he's got his helmet off. Like after every play, look, kid. Wow. You can't do that. So you got to get in better shape, and he's he's he's. They got to teach him how to rush the passer. But the kid is a specimen. He's, you know, he, you got the tools there to do it. But you know, this is a job now. This is a profession. And you know, when he was down there, they took him off off the field on third downs and things. He's not coming off the field. Look, you, we're expecting you to go in there. You you got to play however long we got it. We need you to play. So that's going to be something, but they probably, they definitely will be rotating those guys anyway. So, um, but he's, he's got to get in better shape and he probably knows that some of the other guys too, and in fairness, a lot of them were training just for the 40, you know? Yes. I mean? So you're just training for that and you're not thinking about the conditioning, but we're, it's almost June. No, no, you right now, you and me would be doing this. Hey, if you're not in shape now, you're late. That's right. You better believe it. You're gonna be in trouble because you know it's gonna be hot. You know you gotta you gotta you gotta get in there. You gotta play however many plays. You got that equipment on. He was out there in shorts. He didn't have any equipment on. You know. See, plus me and you had three months of two days. They don't have that any longer to get in shape. They don't have that anymore. So, you know, that's gonna be something they got to do with him. Uh, But I definitely think they're thinking of a lot. They're gonna see a lot of that five man front. You know. because you got those big guys inside putting pressure up the gut. And you got, you know, you can send one of the outside rushers or you send both of them, you know. And uh, but Hassan Reddick's going to be coming outside, uh, you know, be lined up kind of as a linebacker position. And, and they're going to do some things to move him around and everything. But they're not going to put him in a position where he's taking on uh, lining up head to head on opposite tackle. Gary, um, I threw this out. I think one of the reasons that we didn't land on Honey Badger and how he looked at it and said, I'm not spending $33 million. I threw this out in the last hour here. You know, I went back and watched some tape on Marcus Epps, 60 tackles, more reps maybe. Let's see what the kid can do. As you know, you can't have premium guys at every single position because there's a salary cap that you've got to deal with. You think Marcus Epps could be with more reps? I, Effective I like what enough I saw to out play of in that defense. Yeah, I, I like I like the job he was doing. I could see where you got a young player that's developing, and I like I see promise in him. So I kind of like Epps, you know, out of some of the other guys back there in that in that uh, at that safety spot. And you and it seems like he's he's got some cover ability, 
you know, in the in the uh, where you got help over the top and different things. He's got that coverage ability. So he's he's the kind of safety that fits in that three safety type of defense, which they like to play. Where you got three safeties on the field, you got help over the top, but you need somebody that'll go up and tackle. And you know, he's not that big, but it, it seems like he will go up. He's he's the kind of guy that will go up and, and hit people. So I think he fits in. I think they definitely look at him. They were pleased at what they saw of him last year because, you know, he didn't have a lot of experience. But I, I liked what I saw out of him. Yeah, I did too. I went back and watched him on film. I watched some YouTube on him. Yeah. He's, he's got, you know, I, I and again, you and I know this, more reps. You know, let's see what the kid can do with a full yeah. season and understanding what Jonathan Gannon is going to be doing with this new group of guys, especially in the front seven. Let me ask you about another guy. Yeah, I brought this up last week to you because I said that Miles Sanders probably will not be resigned at the end of the year. Depends on what kind of season he has, but availability has been a big problem when it comes to Miles Sanders. Could we see Boston Scott here maybe get a little bit more playing time here because you got a kid on a better deal. You have an offensive line that is number one. What's your take on Boston Scott? Do you think he's got playmaking ability in there because – Again, the issue with Miles Sanders has been availability. Could you see him starting to get a little bit more reps, especially if they get that screen game going? Okay, now now last week I went up there to the practice. And uh, Miles, well, in fact, uh, and Miles Sanders, uh, he talked. Uh, but I, I really didn't see him work out, not to mention. But I saw uh, they had some of the veterans. They made him available. Hassan Reddick was one of them. Miles Sanders was another. Now, he was really... Uh, really talked about his availability and the fact that he wasn't there. He, he was down about it. You know, they have talked to him about it. So that's something that he is really thinking about this year because he wants to be available. But, you know, I think he's, I think, I think he's uh, going to have a good year. If he can stay healthy, you know, he's got the capabilities of, of being a good player. But Boston Scott has shown that he's a professional. He's not that big. He knows what he's doing every time you put him in there. Uh, he, he's going to be at the right place at the right time. Uh, he can make a guy miss. You know, you need to uh, make one of the guys miss at least out in the open field. He does a good job. He's not really big enough to be picking up any blitzes. He can go in there and try to cut a guy or something like that. But he's so small that, you know, he can't hold a, a blitzer back that, that, that long. But the big thing he is, he has been available, though. He hasn't where he's missed all this time. So, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how healthy uh, that uh, those guys stay back there, you know. And Miles has got to stay healthy. Do I think they're going to sign him to a big deal if he has a good year? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know that they're going to do that. I don't think that's part of their formula. I don't think the running back position is one of the positions they look at, and this is where we're going to spend money because you see they've had success when they went to the Super Bowl. They had some veteran guys in there. And they were all sharing time. They don't have guy that they feature. They'd you know, rather they, spend they money, Gary. Do you agree, Gary? They'd rather spend money in the old line than in that's running right. backs. That's the way that that's the way they are about it. And you know, really, uh, I hate to do it to the running backs, but I agree with them because yeah. running backs, you can get a young kid come in there with fresh legs, and he's and he's a pretty smart kid. He can get in there and boom and contribute right away. You know, if you got a good line in front of him. You know, look at all those guys got yardage behind that line. That line was opening holes. You know, you could put anybody back there and they're going to get yardage. And 
it's more valuable to spend that money on that offensive line than than the running backs. So I don't know um, what's going to happen with Miles after, but if he asks for a lot of money, he's not going to get it here. I don't think I don't think that's part of their formula. They spend money on the offensive line, on the defensive line, uh, and, and that's what Howie and them believe in. And really, I, I think they're right. How about at right guard? What do you see them doing? Do you see Driscoll or this kid Isaac um, playing at the right guard position? Uh, How do you think they address that position now? Obviously, the best offensive line coach in the NFL. They've got depth there at at this position here. Um, Do you think this is going to be one of the open positions for battle here as we get into training camp? I think it's going to be – yeah, I think that's going to kind of be open, but – you know, uh, say Malo's got, you know, experience and everything. But I'll tell you, you know, I haven't seen the kid play a lot. You know, of course, all I've seen is uh, on tape. But the kid that they just drafted, this is a big kid, man. He, he He's not the size of Jason, you know. He's got the athleticism that um, Jason Kelsey has, but he's much bigger than Jason. You know, I'm talking about, you know, Cam Jurgens. You know, I, I you know I don't know what he's going to be able to do. I haven't seen him play. He's got a lot to learn, uh, but they're going to work him at the guard position. You know, so say Amalo and Driscoll, and you see the new kid. There's yeah. going to be an open competition for that yeah, right but, guard position. But I would I would I would probably lean towards Isaac. You know, say Amalo because of experience and he's used to working with with Lane. But um, if he were to go down or anything, I mean, I I could see where. Um, you know, one of those other guys would jump in there, you know, but, but, uh, I, you know, I think we'll just have to wait until they go in there to kind of get a look at them. Um, but say Omalo's the one I would say is probably going to wind up with the job. He's got the experience and, you know, he, he's been working with those guys. A lot of it has to do with working with those guys beside you, communicating with them. And, uh, he's got a, a big advantage there because he's worked with those two guys beside him with, with Jason on one side and, and and Lane on the other, he has done that for years. So I, I probably would give him the, the advantage. Last question for you. You know, I brought this up. Do you think, you know, let, let, let's hypothetically just do this. Jalen, he improves in everything the quarterback needs to improve in. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. I'm wondering, though, Gary, how much is availability a concern for the organization? Because, again, we're talking about a guy who missed some time last year and also went under the knife at the end of the year. We're talking about a guy who's a better runner than a passer. He had 140 rushes last year, which means 140 more opportunities for you to take a shot somewhere in the process, let alone just taking shots in the pocket. We're talking about a guy who absorbs a lot of hits, not yeah. the biggest guy. I know he's a workout guy and he has to be, because yeah. for the kind of pounding that he's going to take. Um, they're the number one rushing offense in the NFL because of him, so they're relying on him. Does availability become a question mark going into this year or at least a thought process that he may miss time here with this style of play? And if you're Jonathan Gannon, is there a backup plan here that in case this goes awry like this, because you and I know – hey, there's a moccasin on the wall for him, and he's mm-hmm. going to get hit again. Yep. Just like Lamar gets availability, Gary, is a question yep. mark in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at the injuries he's gone through the last two years. 
Just your sense on that, how you how you look at that as they are evaluating him, throwing the ball, and also his availability and durability here. Well, you know, I think that they know that that issue is there because he, the way he likes to run and the fact that they make him a part of the offense running the ball. I think if he comes out and he shines in the passing game, they're going to cut down on putting him in position to run the football because anybody that watches the game knows if your quarterback runs a lot, he's not going to be there all the time. I don't know of a quarterback who has run, who has been able to stay away from getting hurt occasionally. And if he gets hurt, then that puts you in a position where you could be headed to the playoffs and you don't have your quarterback. So they don't really want that. They would really like to see him progress more in his passing game to where they don't have to use him in the running game. But that means, you know, he's got to step it up in the passing game because they became so reliant on the running game. Remember last year, the where they started, they had to make him part of the running game, you know, because he's got that ability and because they really needed it because they weren't that advanced in the, in the, in the passing game. But they got to switch that around. I think they would like to do that. We're going to find out whether they're capable of doing that or not. You know, do they lean on their running game? You know, they got a chance now where they could come out and what, what you know, I mean, look, look at a team like, um, like Tampa Bay. They'll come out and jump on you and get ahead of you, and then they'll start running. Oh, yeah. After they get a lead, you know. But, but they're going to throw the ball as much as they want to. And if they're slicing you up, if you got any kind of issues, they're going to come out and they're going to jump on that lead. They're going to go right after you, you aggressively. That's the way the Eagles would like to play. They would like to come out and throw the ball, get ahead of you. Then they know they can put the ball on the ground, and basically the game is over because you don't have enough time to come back. That's right. But, time of possession. Yeah, but that's going to depend on, you know, the, the advancement that Jalen shows. Can he be consistent enough to, to shred a defensive secondary that you've got all the weapons here? Can they do that? But that's the kind of football they would like to play, you know, because you come out, you use your uh, passing game to build a lead, you use your running game to sew it up and and, and uh, run out the rest of the clock, you know. So that's the way they would like to play. We'll see whether they're able to, but a lot of that is going to depend on how good is Jalen. And if if he can't be that dependable in the passing game, then they got to run the ball too much. And you got the chance of injury there. You know, you Absolutely. got more, a lot more chance of injury. Absolutely, would, Gary. As you know, always, we're, we're going to find out. And we're getting ready for the mini camps and the training camps. Boy, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. That's a really troubling observation that you made, though, about Jordan Davis. And again, I agree with you. You train for the combines. Those are things you'll never do in your life again. Yeah. But man, it's May sixteenth. Homie, better get on a bike, man. <laughs> Now, now this was something that was a little chuckle too. Uh, you know, he was asked the kind of about how he, you know, about his staying in shape and everything. He talked about, yeah, you know, he was down there walking around. The, uh, <laughs> he was, he was walking around, you know, somewhere over there in Philly, over there near where they had the hotel and stuff. And I'm going like, kid, when you start talking about getting in shape, you don't talk about walking. <laughs> Dude, you don't walk to your water. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, hey, it ain't gonna be walking, but you know, they Dude, got the old time. men walk. <laughs> yeah, they, they got the time, but you know, that's gonna be one of the things though. And 
And, and he's going to have to make it a lifestyle because that 350 pounds, he's probably going to need to lose some of that, but he's got to watch what he's eating, got to train regularly. You know, this is not a hobby. This is a occupation. And, Gary, you know, he's got I can, I, I think you're being kind, and I think I can hear it in the back of your mind right now. <laughs> hey, we need some discipline here. Gary, I appreciate it. We got to right. roll, my friend. All right, have a good one. You got it. Wow. Oh, we're definitely going to hit on that. Homie Nate leads to hang on to the treadmill a little longer and get off the White Castles. All right, hey, Morgan to Morgan, where the fee is free. Picking an attorney is one of the most important things that you can possibly do for your family and making sure that you get the fair compensation that you deserve. And this is what Morgan & Morgan does. If you're hurt or injured on the job, finding that attorney is the most important thing. For the people, it's not a slogan. This is who Morgan & Morgan is, okay? Protecting you and your family's rights. There is no such thing as a fender bender when you talk Morgan & Morgan. Last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion in settlements for their clients. They're the biggest casualty firm in the country with over 800 attorneys in offices in Philly, New York, Florida, all across the country. There is nobody ready to go to battle for you to make sure you get your fair compensation. The call is free, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The consultation is free, 800 800- 512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Cell sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. 
To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hit the like button. Big Sills National Football Show. So Jordan Davis couldn't get through drills in helmets and shorts. And he was walking around the hotel to get in shape. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, hey. These are Gary Cobb's words. Dude, you're gasping for air in helmets and shorts in May. You've got you've got eight weeks to get in shape for the upcoming 2022 season. And you think he's gonna play on third down? This guy's got a conditioning issue. He, all summer. All summer, he's got he's got eight weeks. He's got eight weeks, and he's not in shape right now, dude. When you show up to OTAs at minicamp today, this ain't like it was back in the day when you got three months of two a days. They got ten days of two a days, and most of the time, they don't even fulfill the ten days. They're going to probably have seven days of two a days. You've heard how people run that training camp in Philly. They cancel some of the stuff because they're concerned about injuries getting into the regular season. They did it last year. They'll do it again. So if that guy's not taking it on himself to get his ass in shape, we have a problem here, Houston. Dude. One of the question marks I have going into the 2022 season is Jordan Davis just going to be a run stopper or is he going to be part of the third down package? You drafted him 13th for a reason. Not to just stop the run. But in today's NFL, you have to be an impact player on third down. Yeah. July 27th is training camp, homie. 
cop says that he's taking his helmet off. He's out. He was, he said that. He, and when Gary's saying it subtly like that, the only reason he's saying it subtly, because it is May 16th. Okay. So wait a minute. You think you're going to get yourself in shape in camp? <laughs> if you're not in shape before you, you don't get camp to show up in shape. Who told you that? You are frowned upon if you're not in shape when you show up. You don't get training camp nowadays to get in shape. You don't. You're expected to be in shape. Zach says he'll be fine, Sills. He's going to be a rotation player. Yeah, and first and second down. So the 13th pick will be taken off the field every down, every, every series. Silly, scary thought that he thinks walking around the hotel is losing weight. I don't give a shit if he ran a 4-7. If you're out of shape, that means nothing to me. Yeah, so a guy runs a 4-7, it could play 10 plays. Great. What's that mean? Plays 10 plays because he's gassed. Hey, Ash, and somebody went like this, an inhaler. He was asking for an inhaler. Yeah, whatever. They brought him in and out because he almost fainted and walked throughs. The Traylon Burks kid, I saw it. I talked to some people in Tennessee. I was talking to Blaine Bishop. I go, Blaine, were you out there for that? He goes, yeah, the kid just, he just started like, he just started wobbling and he almost fainted. I was like this, what? Helmets and shorts and he's gassed. That wide receiver from Arkansas was, is out of shape? Wow. No, no, Randall. Randall, whoa, good point. Randall goes, Sil, should we be concerned and scared he might be a bust? No. Randall, remember what I told you about Jordan Davis? If he's Vince Wolferk, I'm going to be okay with that. Would I like to see the 13th pick taken off the field on third, third down? No. But if Jordan Davis turns into Vince Wolferk, who was an all-pro and won three Super Bowls, I'm okay with that. Don't expect him to be Aaron Donald. Don't expect him to be Jerome Brown. Okay? Not until he gets in shape where we get a better assessment of what his abilities. You see, here's something that I'll tell you that Jordan Davis has relied on his entire career. His athleticism hasn't matched his production. You can't be that big, that fast, and have nine sacks in 43 games. He's never put it together. The Eagles look at him, and Xander told me when um, the, um, when, when they saw him a couple months ago, he says, Dan, this guy is just gigantic. Okay? He... And him and Jordan Malata and the rest, the Eagles are going to have one of the biggest teams on the planet. I'm not saying anything on, look, on May 16th, 
I wouldn't even get into the conversation of talking anything there with bust. Nothing in the room of that. Not even remotely a conversation. How would I know? Helmets and shorts? And I'm going to call them a bust? No, but I'm going to say this. You're fat. You need to be in better shape, kid. The first impression is, is that you need water and you have your helmet off and you have to be taken off on third down in drills? That's not something I'd want my bosses. If I'm showing up and you're counting on me to do something, this is why I said N'Kobe Dean is going to be their defensive impact player out of this draft. He's going to be in. He knows what Jordan is. But again, hey, just, just, just let's see. Nut says he'll be going up against guys who are in shape. Good luck with that. Really? When he goes up against Jordan Kelsey, and it's like the second week of training camp, and you're gassed, and this guy's in shape, he's going to beat the hell out of him. Kelsey will beat the – Mulata will beat the piss out of him. Davis is my fourth DT. I'm happy – Look, your fourth DT in the 13th pick. You think that matches up, Razor? You really think that matches up? The 13th pick is your fourth DT on your team. You're all right with that. So he's second team, fourth DT behind Milton Williams. Hardgrave and Fletcher. He's your fourth, and you drafted him 13th. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I might I might look at that and go, yeah. I'll tell you what the players are doing right now, especially the guys in his group. Hey, son, you got to be in better shape for this, man. Do you know right now? Here, I'm going to tell you. Here, I'm going to talk about conditioning and getting yourself in shape. I'll tell you exactly what we'll do. We'll reset too. Do me a favor, hit the like button. And some of the questions I asked Gary Cobb, like Boston Scott and all that, and also too, the right guard position, all that, we're going to hit on that. So much still to hit on. Please hit the like button. Guys, we're almost at 100. I thank you so much for what you guys are doing. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Hour three. choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour three, National Football Show, your boy Big Sills. No interest in Drew Brees. None. No interest. No interest at all. Okay? (laughs) Xander's laughing at me. You guys have no interest. You wouldn't even... Entertain it? Randall, pass, please. Really? Besides Milada, smile, yes. Thank you. Somebody with some common sense. That's a quarterback, friends. Okay? That's a quarterback. Drew Brees is a quarterback. Nut says I would. So, hey, just, just, just for just playing here, Drew Brees quarterback this unit, this offensive unit, with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders in that old line. How many games would Drew win? I'll say... With the easy thirty first easiest schedule, <laughs> um, let me see. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and three. No, 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 Davy Boy, because Drew Brees is entertaining coming back and playing this year. He he's entered. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm Good one, Davey boy. I forgot. The reason for this topic is is because Drew Brees is entertaining playing this year again. Can you imagine Drew Brees in an Eagle uniform? I forgot. Don't worry. I won't say 
sell more seats, more beers and jerseys, and more jerseys to give away from Jacob Sports. Drew Brees, Eagle Gear. Woo! No? Baker Mayfield? No, I want a quarterback. Not a laughing stock. He wouldn't come to Philly? Randall, you don't think Drew Brees would want to come to Philadelphia and play against the Cowboys and play in New York and play all those NFC East teams? It's the Tiffany division when it comes to television. And in a weak NFC, he wouldn't want to play there. Knight is already retired. Right. He'd probably wear 19. Breeze would win more games. Hertz earned this season to prove it. Who give a shit about earning it? <laughs> it's true, Breeze. I'm not. I'm not trading for Tom Brady. Jameis Winston's earned it. Threw for 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. Tom Brady. I bet you people in Philly were probably saying, I don't want Tom Brady because they thought Brady was finished when he was in New England. Maybe people don't really read more into it that Sean Payton wanted out and he wasn't really vested in last year as a coach. And that's why he left. How do you know he just didn't run out of gas? Coaches run out of gas too. No interest though. No interest. I I have no interest in earned Brandon. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing that guy has done. We, yeah, you know what he's earned? He's earned one season with the front office right now. It's what he's earned. They ain't committed to him in any way going forward after this year yet. They haven't even said it. And if you had Breeze in the building, hypothetically, let's just say this, he shits the bed. You have Drew Breeze as your your bridge quarterback to the draft next year. You trade Jalen in the offseason. You draft a quarterback, one of those seven that's going to go in the first round. He's there with Breeze for one more year. And then you pass the baton to him. And you have a bona fide passing game. You don't have a bona fide passing game right now. You have a hybrid passing game. You are nowhere near the kind of offense Drew Brees could bring to the Eagle offense. You're not even remotely near it. The Eagles have a hybrid offense right now that they want to get away from. They Get this. They want to go more towards Brees' style than Jalen's style. Am I wrong? They want their offense to look like the Saints' offense two years ago. Not what they did last year in Philly. That's not what they want. You guys told me that. Breeze isn't who he used to be. B, let me ask you this. Did you think the same about Brady when he had his last year in New England? And people said he was finished. Remember his last pass in New England? 
was a pick against the Titans. Left of my ass off, Big Sills. Is really trying to stir some shit. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm having a conversation here on May 16th. No, I'm not. I'm asking Jesus. Just a question. Breeze never had an arm. Jimmy G injured. I would take Jimmy G. Hurts doesn't get no respect. Give this man a chance. Oh, <laughs> this is the NFL, Brandon. <laughs> he gets no respect. Respect. What do you mean by that? Dude, you know how he gets respect, Brandon? Every Tuesday in direct deposit. That's his respect. You think players want... Co- hey, hey Jalen. Thumbs up. <laughs> I'm only making 1.2 million. Don't worry, man. You're rolling towards it, though. <laughs> Those coaches' pats on the back, you know? Congratulations, man. Nice job. So, Eagle Management gave him one more year, but no more money. <laughs> it's always good to hear that. You know, I just... Hey, just so you guys know, it's always good to hear your boss want you to do more and him him really like you, but they don't up your pay. <laughs> Man, you're great. Man, you're wonderful. Man, you're the best. I'm making 1.2. Oh, yeah. Well, so what are you saying? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> big sales double moonwalking <laughs> that ass go birds dallas still sucks <laughs> philly i love you man dude i love philly 500 man lb man them two dudes are my boys xander found those dudes for me hey philly philly let me ask you this let me ask, uh, hey i got I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask Philly this question. Philly, Drew Brees, would you have any interest in him? Follow me here before you comment. Hang on here. Follow me here. You bring him in as a number two. Number two. We're hoping Jalen turns out to be the next Michael Vick. We're all hoping that. Let's say he doesn't. You put Breeze in. He's your bridge quarterback to next next April's draft with seven dudes that'll be drafted in the first round out of the quarterback position. You trade Jalen in the offseason for another two, maybe a one. You draft your guy that you want the offense to look like, because you want your offense to look more like Breeze than Jalen. Big Sills. <laughs> hey, how am I, how is this? Okay. 
can we see him throw? Matt, they would bring, yeah, Matt, I would want to see him throw too. Rookie contracts have to earn next one. F Dallas too. Way to go, Jeff. Guys, please hit the like button. I appreciate it. Let's see here. Bring in Breeze. Let him work with strong. Oh. If Hertz isn't the guy, I would think about it. Have him come in as the two. Okay. Now I don't I don't know what the Saints if the Saints would just let him walk. Would the Saints just let him walk? Because I do think they have his rights. Tell Sills Carson Strong, Philly. Ugh. Carson Strong. Carson Strong, you know what he looks like? A doughboy. You, hey, if you think Jordan Davis, oh, by the we're going to hit on that a little bit more again. Okay? Dude, White Castles, lay off them. Leave White Castles for me and Philly 500. Hey, Philly, can you imagine having Drew Brees in your quarterback room with all the young players they have on the team, including A.J. Brown and including Devontae Smith? You would have in the building a bona fide Hall of Fame thinking quarterback and everything that Howie Roseman wants his offense to look like the same with Sirianni in one dude in the building. One dude in the building. Seals, you ain't my GM, but you got potential. <laughs> Jeff, thank you, man. Ice Cube's my boy. We're working on him. He's got big three. Yeah, I know, Joshua. Drew Brees stinks. He stunk his way to 80,000 passing yards. It's terrible. Leave me the White Castles. Yeah, me and you, Philly. You take a box, I'll take a baker's dozen, and we'll go work it over. We'll watch Jordan Davis run around, or no, walk around the hotel. Okay, hey. All right, so you guys, all right. So were you concerned a little bit with what Gary Cobb said, that Jordan Davis is out of shape? It's May 16th, and he's out of shape. Is it buggy to hear him say that he struggled in helmets and shorts? And then he said he was getting in shape walking around the hotel. <laughs> Dude, I walk around my yard, okay? I'm in my late 50s. I walk around my yard. This guy, this guy's walking around. I see it, Philly 500, Xander. Dallas still stinks. I love it, though. Does it? So, Gary Cobb's concerned. Gary Cobb's concerned. Wow. Guy needs to stay away from Geno's. <laughs> hey, this guy needs to stay away from Geno's. T.O. has more in the tank than Breeze. Come on, man. I no longer trust G. Cobb's sources. Diet Pepsi, Brandon. No, Nate Newton used to get offensive lineman versus defensive lineman. Nah, it's a different guy. 
Drew Brees' last year, 29-32, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions. 24 touchdowns and six interceptions and beat Brady. I think he beat Brady twice. Yeah. I don't think Tom Brady has beaten Drew Brees in the regular season since he's been in the NFC, has he? I don't think he – hey, what, who wasn't that – didn't that backup quarterback beat the Bucs last year too? Like a backup quarterback beat the Bucs too in Brady. Will, Sills, wife just agreed with you about Brees. We'd be golden. Will, tell your wife she's a smart person. See that? Even got the wives involved now. Will's wife, thumbs up. Fan of you now. Because the regular season matters. Well, if you don't win the regular season, you don't get to the postseason. Yeah, it matters. Philly 500, here we go. It would it would worry more about Jordan Davis if it was his second year in the NFL. Once he knows what's expected, he needs to be on his A game. Philly, that's such a good point and such a great point. Let me tell you about conditioning and what and how I always looked at it. I after a after a season, I gave myself a month just to chill out, and then after that, I ran mile and a half for time. I would do road work, weight room work, sprint work. Then I would do it again. I put myself through two a days because I needed to run a mile and a half in 12 minutes. Okay. And I had to do it at 280 pounds. Okay. So I had to run a mile and a half, 12 minutes called the 12 minute run. And you needed them to do that or your coaches were going to be on your ass and they were going to run you more during two days. You didn't want that. And you needed to be a well-oiled machine by the time July 27th came around. That's report date. You can't be a fat body on July 27th showing up and you got a bag of ho-hos and White Castles and you're like, where can I put these? Can you watch them for me? (laughs) You can't be doing that. You got to be ready to rock, man. And in today's NFL, when you don't have the training camps and the mini camps and the two-a-days like you used to back in the day, you got to – this is like a 12-month deal. You used to be able to get yourself in shape. No longer are you – allowed to use training camp training camp used to be three months and two a days shit man when i was with ray perkins we had a week of three a days early morning pack practice at 7 30 we'd go for two hours come back with a light practice in the midday then turn around and have a hard practice at night and in florida weather xander said he was down there and he was down there for the grand prix and he goes like this, man, I don't know. Dude, I had three a days like that. Then I had to keep my weight up, and I'm doing three a days, and I'm in shape. You roll around and you ain't in shape, man, you're going to be gassed. Uh-oh. What will it take for you to hang a Hertz jersey on your wall for the season? 
Still, my stateside vodka's screwdrivers are gone. <laughs> what do you want me to do, man? Hey, hold on here. What would it take for me to put? Dude, I love Oreos and Ho Hos all day, Randall. I'm a dunker. Randall, I dunk. I dunk my Oreos. I like them cold too. I'm a dunker. Never. I would die. Kanjo, Big Seals, you think you can do it too? Never in a million. I couldn't. I could. Kanjo, I would probably pass out tying my shoes at the end after I put my pads on. Let's see. Pat, no way. I have to get taped. I know I'm going to get there. I got, leave that up. Leave that up, though, Xander. Leave that up so I don't forget. Leave that up so I don't forget. Um, no way could I do it. <sighs> Guys, please hit the like button. Oh, I'm serious about Duncan. Probably Eagles go to the NFC championship game. Susan, I'm liking that. 7-0, and would you? No. Chris, I got out of the start gate well and I still lost the race? I don't think so. Still's got me wanting to make another snack run. Oh, Will, Oreos, man. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Xander just said it. Hey, Big Chris, you want to hear? Ladies and gentlemen, this award goes to Chris. Week seven Super Bowl. Congratulations. I would like to thank Chris on the Eagles winning the week seven Super Bowl. It, what, what about the other 10 weeks? No, nobody cares. Thank you very much. I accept this award. What about the rest of the season? No one gives a shit. Only I care. Seven weeks. Thank you. I want to thank you. The luckiest, luckiest guy in the guy at the link. Link. <laughs> the seven-week Super Bowl. How you doing? <laughs> seven-week Super Bowl. I've heard it all now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. What would it take for me to... Let's see. What would it take for me to put a Jalen Hurts? You see, because I only have superstars up here. The legendary Leroy Salmon. Oh, this one here is even better. I don't think I showed you guys this one. This one here, every single man that was on the New York Sack Exchange, Mark Gastineau gave me this. Abdul Salam, Marty Lyons, Joe Klecko. And Mark Gastineau all signed it. Mark gave me that. Love it. It's a heck of a gift. Signed New York Sack Exchange. The other one's my Hall of Fame uncle. I like cookie dough too, dog. Let's see. What would it take? Oreos and ice cream. Oh, God, like a blizzard. Stop doing that, dude. Shut up. 10 more to 100. Way to go, guys. Killing it. Um, 
Zach. All right, if he gets the Eagles, if he gets the Eagles to the NFC Championship game. If he gets the Eagles to the NFC Championship game, I'll put one up. I'll put one up somewhere. You've become soft. <laughs> we ain't winning a Super Bowl. What's up, Fred? How you doing, brother? By the way, Fred, thanks on my Facebook and all that. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it on my Twitter, too. Jack, is that fair to get to the NFC Championship game? Jesus, Cramity, that's soft? Oy vey. Do you know I just did oy vey? Some of my great Jewish friends. You know I got suspended on radio for that? People went after me. I said oy vey. I was like, oh, my God, you know? And I got suspended for that. <sighs> Wear it, fool. You think you can fight a Jalen Hurts jersey to fit big sales? Better make it 4X, baby. <laughs> uh, I see Jalen having 4,000 passing hard 400 passing yard games, four of them. You see Jalen Hurst throwing the ball for 400 yards. I can't say no here on May 16th. You're wrong, so I don't know. It is, Susan. The woke mob, they don't like big sales. All right, let me, let me, some of the topics that I talked with Gary Cobb on, let me ask you this. So, Who is going to start at right guard for your Eagles? Driscoll? Samalu? Who starts? Who starts at the right guard position? That'll be one of the question marks going into, or do you put the kid you drafted at the guard position for one year until Kelsey, and you get a chance to have him play next to Kelsey. Do, or do you put the kid, hang on, f- follow me here, okay? You play the kid you drafted, and you put him next to Kelsey. He watches Kelsey how he plays the game. He understands the guys around him more. He's in the huddle. Do you give him an opportunity, or do you strictly just teach him to be the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey? The kid Jurgens is not an overly large dude. He's not. Samalo, you 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 put him in there. Okay. I know I know that uh, Barrett is very high on him. That he's very high on him. Not a bad idea, Sills, but it won't happen. Christopher, all I'm saying is is that you put a kid in there and he gets a chance to learn how to play in a unit in the NFL. And you get him playing time because right now that pick's not going to really be a factor for you. So think about what you got going on from the draft right now. You're in a position right now, just by what we're listening to with Jordan Davis, he ain't going to be on third down. You got your other pick. Hey, was Driscoll taken in the second round? 
He was no, no, no. The the Jurgens kid was taken in the second round, right? The Jurgens kid was taken in the second round. So you got your first pick and your second pick, kind of being, you know, one guy's taken off third down, the other guy's not going to play. Fred, think about that. So your first and second, your first pick and your second pick have a chance of playing very sparingly. The guy who's going to play the majority of the plays is going to be the third rounder. Your third rounder, the Kobe Dean, is probably going to be your most, and I said it, I think he's going to be the most impactful guy you have on your roster. Right? Yeah, 6'3", 290. That's a little small for guard in today's NFL. 6'3", 290. Yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a little that, that it's he could get away with it. Hey, thank you, nuts. Thanks for making it happen. Great job, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Diller can play right tackle. Don't screw up Dillard by putting him at guard. Not at right guard. Yeah, don't, hey guys, you see that this is going to be a question mark here. Best offensive line group, I believe, top three in the NFL, number one rushing attack. That right guard position has to be addressed. It'll be one of the battles, and it will be an open battle going into training camp, minicamp, OTAs. Or do you think they have an idea? Do you think Driscoll's the guy that they leave in there? I Listen, I didn't think he played that bad. I watched... These questions I came up with, I didn't really think that this was – I don't think the kid's that bad. Dillard's a large dude, man. That unit is big as hell. Dude, that offensive line that the Eagles have, they are big people, man. Susan says, I think Davis plays the first two downs, then Hassan rushes on third down. I think that's how Jonathan Gannon is going to use him as well. Three open competitions. I love that. Tight end two, right guard, and cornerback two. You don't think any of the safety positions are going to be open game? I think they'll probably have some competition back there at free and strong. Andrew, I think I think Driscoll's good too. Jurgens is hey, he is. He's going to be a really good replacement for Jason Kelsey. Fred, I, I think Stoutland is – I think he's just a great offensive coach. By the way, I was talking to you guys about this. If you guys want a wide receiver coach, you might want to go down to the Alabama team. I don't know if you can get him. <laughs> Xander, what's the name of that guy again? Dude, do you imagine the offers that that wide receiver coach at Alabama must be getting from pro teams? <sighs> He's got to be one of the highest paid college coaches, position coaches in college football. Look at the talent that guy's put in the league. How don't you want – There's, I don't think there's a wide receiver coach in the NFL that's comparable. I mean, Holman Wiggins is the wide receiver coach at Alabama. 
dude, if I was the Eagles, I'd be like, hey, do you think we can go down? We got Stoutland. Where, where do you think all these NFL like teams are going now to get great position coaches? They're going down to Nick Saban. The D-line coach in Pittsburgh is a former is a former um, Alabama coach. My head coach at Miami is a former O-line coach. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, I think Mario Cristobal. How long has Jeff Stoutland been? How long has Jeff Stoutland been in Philadelphia? How long has he been there? I think maybe Mario took over for him. I think Mario Cristobal took over from uh, Jeff Stoutland at Alabama. Yeah. Because Mario was an offensive line coach down there. He's got a couple national champions. Mario's got a couple national championship rings as a player. He's got two, actually. And I think he's got a couple as an offensive line coach with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Chip Kelly hired him. Yeah. I think Mario... I, I think Mario took over for Jeff Stoutland at Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, man. You go down there, you go you go to LSU, you go to, hey, isn't that crazy though? Get this. Word is now that um Dumbo Fisher at AM was offered the LSU job first, turned it down. He knows he knows how much money. Do you know that the number one college in the United States when it comes to money generated is Texas A&M? Texas A&M makes the most money of any school in America, football-wise. That's a fact. Forbes lists them every year, and A&M's number one. They got a hotel across um, from Franklin Field. Or not Franklin Field. What is that? Um, oh, the name of that stadium. Well, at A&M there, you spend like $12,000 a night to stay there. And all that money is rifled into the football program. Just a massive, massive moneymaker. Massive moneymaker. All right. I got another position I want to address. It's the running back position. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. Make sure you do that. But also, too, don't forget, my friends at Morgan & Morgan... These guys here, folks, are the number one casualty when it comes to taking care and ensuring your family gets fair compensation of any law firm in the country. They're the biggest. And at Morgan & Morgan, if you're hurt or injured on the job, make no mistake about it, okay? No mistake about it. They're going to battle for you. For the people, it is not just a slogan. This is who they are. This is what they do. And for the last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion for their clients, making sure that they give you your fair compensation. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, Florida, all across the country, Morgan & Morgan goes to battle for you. They're the biggest casualty law firm in the country. They will not just look at a fender bender and say, oh, it's just a fender bender. They go to battle for you. Look, the call is free, 800-512-1600. The consultation is free, 800-512-1600. There's nobody like them, 800-512-1600. And do me a favor, when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you.
Many times when people are injured at place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. wonder who could eat more White Castles, Jordan Davis or James Harden? Huh. <laughs> like you could throw the fritters in, too, if you want. Who, who do you think could inhale more White Castles? 
Tough question. Great debate. Great debate. James Harden is going to cost the 76 or 50 million per over the next four years. A quarter of a billion dollars. <laughs> oh my God. He's going to open a chain of fat guy places. Oh my God. Oh my lawn, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think there'll be a white castle safe. In, in Philadelphia with with James Harden around. Either, well, there's, there's two places to find James Harden. It'll be at a strip club or a White Castle or a steakhouse. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, you know. James Harden, though, man, he can eat, man, huh? You see that big old roll around his waist when he got to the free throw? No wonder the guy doesn't want to drive to the paint. Can't tire his ass out. Too much for me. You see how arrogant he was, too, when he was asked the question about his contract extension? Oh, yeah, you know, Daryl's already, and I and our people have talked about. I was like, oh, that's been decided, like, Doc? Okay. Why would Jay Wright want that job? Jay Wright wants a job with an organization that can actually win. Why? Because it's in Philly? (laughs) That doesn't mean I want that gig. You think the Philadelphia 76er gig's a good gig? Well, because they have Joel Embiid? The Joel Embiid era will never come to fruition on a championship. Ever. So what? Embiid's not going to finish his career in Philly. He will not finish it in Philly because you know why? Not that he doesn't want to. Same reason that the kid in Miami still wants to be a sixer. It's not because of that, because that organization will F it up, do something dumb, and then Bede will be out. They'll do something dumb because that's their nature. They do dumb things. Man, I'm, man, man I get the hell stuff. There's always something there. But just remember something here, man. It's not that Joel Embiid or even Jimmy Butler didn't want to play in Philly. wasn't them. The organization is an incompetent. They're incompetent. It's an incompetent organization. Now, you've got a general manager in the building, and Daryl Morey, who brought his boy in, traded for draft choices and used them to get Harden in the building He's fat and out of shape. Now, get this. Do you know what they're saying in Philly? Well, you know, Doc needs a full year to utilize and maximize James Harden. You think that's changing? Wow. Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, has a better chance of throwing for 5,000 yards than seeing playoff James. Remember what I told you guys when that trade went down? Do you guys remember... I said his legacy was on the line in Philly. Do you remember that? Xander posted it too. His legacy is on the line in Philly. And everything I said happened came to fruition. Shitty in the postseason, out of shape, with zero contributing. Oh, but that's going to turn around because Doc needs a full year of him. 
Dude, that's right, Sydney. James Harden has a better chance of making the Eagles as a tight end than he does to getting back to Houston Rockets, James Harden. <laughs> that guy runs around the court like a tight end now. Gronk's got more giddy up. <sighs> what a position to be in. You gave draft choices away. Now you got to pay the guy to eat. But then again, it's not a shocking situation. It's the shitty Sixers. Terrible ownership. You want to blame Doc? Doc's the best coach you've had since Larry Brown. (laughs) He is. Nets won the trade. How about this, Joshua? I've never seen a trade where both sides lost. (laughs) This was a trade where the Nets... And the Sixers lost. But 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 to your point, at least in Brooklyn, you don't have to pay a fat guy $250 million. You're going to pay that guy a quarter of a billion dollars to eat. Uh, hey, Joshua, he's never, he, at least he made baskets, though. Oh, Doc Rotations, I get it. It's been always a criticism that he has, or that I have of him. I'm with you. Philly won the trade. Harden could still be serviceable. At $50 million? Serviceable at $50 million. I'm, That's not quite what I'm looking for at $50 million, serviceable. <laughs> that, that goes into the line with Jordan Davis. First and second down, I'm taking him off the field on third down because he's out of shape. I don't know. I don't know. Now, it's May 16th. Let's hope the eye reporting of Gary Cobb saying that he was gassed with helmets and shorts. I don't know. I don't know. Helmets and shorts, and you're gassed. All right. I don't think I've ever been in training camp where I've been out of shape. And how many did I go to? Let me see how many training camps. Three bucks. Two Cowboys. World League. Two Canada. One arena, one Detroit, 10. I've been to 10 camps. I've never been in training camp out of shape. Never. Hey, <laughs> Then again, I've seen very few people ever out of shape showing up to training camps. Can't be out of shape, friends. They look down on that shit. Now, What gives him the pass, he's one of Howie's boys. He's a first-round draft choice. So that will play into it. You better thank Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager and JJ, um, those are prime examples that you still get a pass, even though you may not be in the best shape. Davey Boy goes, but he was drafted out of shape.
Can, can I tell you why I'm making a big deal? Do you guys think I'm making a big deal out of being out of shape? You think I'm making a big deal about it? I'm going to hear you. I'd love to hear your thought. You think I'm making a big deal out of him not being in shape? And Gary Cobb brings it up every time he's on the show. Guy needs to lose weight. Guy needs to be in better shape. Will says no. This is a job now. Right, Tony? Right, guys? You got it. And not only that, hey, not only that, that's right, Joshua. But but here's the deal. It takes no athleticism to be in shape. This is your job. You have to always be in shape. You know what, Andrew? That's like you showing up to work and your boss asks you to do a project for you and you went like this. Well, I don't have all my resources and I didn't do enough work and I'm not prepared. I forgot my work at home. And you're not ready. The NFL... Um, you you have to always be ready. And, and and Jeremiah here. It's not it's not so much. Again, he's got he's got a couple months. But do you think you change habits in a couple months? All right, let me ask you this question here. I threw this off a of G Cobb. I'm going to ask you. Give me your assessment. Of Boston Scott, what kind of player is he? What kind of player is Boston Scott? And I, I'm going to go somewhere with this with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders entering his final season on his contract right now, okay? And obviously we're all saying this that he is um, not going to be franchise tag because that's $9.57 million, okay? All right, so Boston Scott, do you think that he could fill the role of Miles Sanders? Decent change of pace guy. Boston is sprawls but bigger or stronger. He can drop weight in a couple months. We'll see. He, he has in his entire career. Positive yards, a professional running back. Scott makes plays. Is he a better pass catcher? Scott is better, more durable, dependable than Sanders. More push. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to tell you where I'm going here. Miles Sanders is going, and by the way, he's the highest paid guy. I think he's 2'5". He's the highest paid guy in that offensive huddle. I'll, I'll take that back. He's the second highest paid guy now next to A.J. Brown. Okay? Do you think because of his durability that he could put a 1,000? Remember something about running backs today. If you gain 61 yards a game behind that offensive line, you're a 1,000-yard rusher in 17 games. I'm going to double-check that. I think that's correct. I think it's 61 yards, 61 times 17. Yeah, 1,037. You think that kid 
can rush the ball for 61 yards a game with that old line. I do personally, which means this. I think they can get the same production, and I think you're going to see more Boston Scott, in my opinion, get more touches this year. And I would also say this. People tell me he's better in the passing game. Is that fair? Scott is underrated, despite the fact that the line is stout. I don't want Boston Scott as my RB1. Yeah, but 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 Davey Boy, you got role players there now. Miles Sanders is a role player. The, the running back position is a role-playing position, according to Howie. They're not paying any money in that position. The last true big back you had in that position was Shady. And the Eagles dealt him. He'll be getting a lot of touches. I, I think he's I think you're going to start seeing them give the ball more to him. I think they want to move on from Sanders because if they wanted to keep Sanders, look what they did last year to Dallas Goddard. Extended him. They extended Milata. Miles Sanders, that conversation, they haven't even addressed it. They haven't even put an offer on the table for him to even look at. And get this. The word is they're not even going to have one in September for him. They're going to let him run through the tape, and then they'll decide in the offseason. That's not somebody you want on your team. That's somebody that's going to be offered a team deal. Take this or move on. That's how they look at him. And that's why you're going to see Howie in the offense, or maybe they even bring in someone else. They're going to start moving away from him. And it's it's it, they're going to start moving away from him because the other guy's cheaper and they could probably get the same production out of it. And they look at that position as being interchangeable. It's like the pawns in a chessboard. Not everybody's a rook, a queen, um, a bishop. You know, you need pawns out there. That's what we were talking about with Marcus Epps. Marcus Epps could be a hell of a pawn out there for them. You put him in a position, he's good enough. Gary Cobb even said, he goes, I like him. I think he showed some promise. Made plays. That's perfect. It's cheap. That's a perfect guy to have. And that's why every time people keep asking Howie Roseman about the free and strong safety position, he's cool with that. He's not paying $33 million for Honey Badger. He's not doing that. Draft a big body running back? Yeah, okay, in the third or fourth round. Dude, here's the deal with running backs. You're not most running backs in today's NFL don't even get to their second contracts. So this whole position here and everything that they did, in my opinion, this coming offseason. Sanders will be asked, here's the deal. Do you want it or not? Depending on what his production is, they may not even offer him anything. They may just say, hey, man, thank you very much, but we're going to go in a different direction. Ebb showed promise. I agree. I think Ebb's did. 
Andrew says, I think Sanders has kept other running backs from developing on the Eagle roster. Andrew, the problem that I have with the Eagle running backs, they are nowhere in the passing game. I mean, they're nowhere. They are not versatile. They are not. They're they're not. The screen game is not a factor. Jalen struggles in the screen game, actually. That's something he's got to improve on. He's not very good at it. Running backs will always be a dime a dozen. That's becoming new, Edge. Running backs were used, used to be a position that you leaned on. Yeah, but Bill Parcells, do you know Bill Parcells never drafted a running back in the first or second down, first or second rounds ever? He would never waste, or he would go out and get um, guys like Otis Anderson, or he'd go out and get somebody a project. He never drafted first and second round running backs. He didn't believe in it. He just didn't do it. Go get Christian McCaffrey. I want nothing to do with that. That guy's damaged goods. All right, guys. Hey, I want to really appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you for the 100 likes. You guys are absolutely sensational. Great day today. We started off this Monday. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Please hit the like button again. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6. We'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.